Hello, everyone. This is oh. Father Michael Tischel. And this, this is Strati Papa Georgiou, messing up. <laughs> Our imperfect? It's a, it's a podcast. Oh, man, it's getting worse and worse every time. <laughs> it's been a minute since we've done one. It has, indeed. An imperfect podcast. <laughs> Cue music. you're right it has been a minute yeah and uh we've been yeah we've been we've been uh experiencing all sorts of fun things oh uh, yeah it's been uh, it's been a roller coaster i don't know what's happening yeah yep or what or at what point in the roller coaster we're right we're experiencing yeah 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 yeah. is this like the beginning the middle or the end or 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 is it just like a circular roller coaster that just keeps going around (laughs) and around not (laughs) yeah i don't i don't think so i don't know how we got on if that were the case but um yeah so yeah it's been a little while and uh you know definitely excited to to get Mm -hmm. back into things and to continue the conversation and let's do it and um yeah so we we talked a little bit about exploring this interesting um topic of an imperfect excellence Mm. and um before the podcast we were just talking about how you know we started this podcast sort of with this intuition or the sense that um you know we do ourselves a favor especially in america by acknowledging our inherent like imperfection um as human beings and you know like that we or that we have this tendency to sort of think that we should be perfect on a human level and uh, and then we end up kind of like suppressing and um almost uh denying our inherent fallibility and and imperfection the the reality yeah the reality exactly so like this you know the the not even the water that we're swimming in, but the water that is within us, <laughs> right? Because we're not even swimming right. in it. It is within us, right? Um, right. You know, our our identity as fallen human beings is going to be inherently broken and imperfect, right? So mm-hmm. um, I guess we qualify that by saying that at its core, it's not, right? We were created at, in God's image, which means that we have this, this spark of divine perfection, you could say within us, mm-hmm. this kind of yeah. element of, of Ima- um, image and likeness of God, right? Right, right. So, but then, you know, acknowledging the, the fall and the, the mm-hmm. effects of the fall on us, you know, that, that image has been tarnished, has been um, kind of beaten up, you could say. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and so we're, 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 we're broken, we're imperfect and we of our own, accord of our own will of our own strength of our own smarts um, are not able to get ourselves back to that state of of wholeness of perfection that we were created in and um and so you know in a certain sense we have to come to this point of like giving up on our own ability to do that right yeah and saying like look i as much as i would like to think that i should be perfect or whatever ultimately on my own i am not and i never will be and it's at that point of sort of 
despair, you could say, on a human level that paradoxically God can come in and actually do the work that we were trying yeah. to do ourselves. And, um, and, I, yeah. and I, th I think, you know, that's been sort of the underlying message of our podcast up until this point. It's been, right, yeah. I mean, we've kind of approached all these different topics, desire, right. control, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, all these, all these kind of interesting topics um, oh. from, from this kind of like, I don't know, just like realistic um, kind of uh, somewhat laid back perhaps, but in a good way, um, yeah. you know, perspective. Um, would you agree? Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, it, it's been, it's been, uh, it's, it's been really good. I mean, people started to reach out and, and show their love and they really enjoy the podcast. And so that, that in and of itself is, is proof that, you know, we're doing a good job here. And people are spying, um, on, spying on our conversation. People are, people are, so yeah, I don't know why they keep doing that. It's really weird. It's kind of, I it's don't know. It's a little, little messed weird. up. Yeah. You know? little... But you know, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> yeah. If you like stalking two guys talking about stuff, uh, that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's not like anybody puts it on the internet. Um, no. Right. We keep it Publicly. very private. <laughs> Publicly or anything. Yeah. That's right. We're, very, um, we're no. very private about our conversations. Right. Very much so. Yeah. The, the beginning, uh, the, like the first, I don't know how many po episodes it was very like, it was about fundamental things like, like pride. Yes. I don't That's know if we covered anger ever. Did we do anger? I think we did do anger. Yeah. I'm kind of looking that up right now, but I'm pretty sure we covered anger at one point, but, but maybe not. Maybe we didn't. Yeah. Yeah kind of upset about that actually no, <laughs> oh it's so bad so bad so bad oh man responsibility thanksgiving surprise aging yeah um anxiety freedom i think we did anger yeah maybe we didn't do anger well regardless we it was a lot of like very you yeah know, you might call you might call basic or might maybe like fundamental fundamental yeah, yeah. fundamental stuff mm-hmm and um yeah and so now where do we go from there right um and i i think you know we've mentioned this on one level or another at different points in the podcast but you know i think uh we could sort of go to two extremes in this conversation we could sort of say on the one hand that you know as humans we should be perfect and we should strive for perfection and and kind of give in to this sort of relentless um, agony of um, perfectionism. Stratus is just taking a picture of me as I'm, as I'm soapboxing. Um, this kind of, you know, this agonizing kind of uh, rat race of perfectionism. So we just give into that on the one extreme. On the other extreme is sort of the sense of like, oh, we're just imperfect, we're fallible. Let's just sit on our couch and, right. you know, not do anything yeah. about it. And it's sort of like, it's almost like an excuse for apathy and kind of like sloppiness, right? Right. Um, and so I guess what I'm sort of coming to is that perhaps there's a, I don't know, sort of like a process in this sort of sense of becoming as human beings where, you know, especially when we're at first sort of acutely traumatized by that tyranny of perfectionism, right? right. I think we have to take some time to sort of detox from it mm -hmm. and to say like look we're not you know we're not perfect we're never going to be perfect let's just take a deep breath and relax a little bit like not not kind of worry about things so much not not a not sort of 
uh, succumb to this kind of tyrannical voice of like, you need to be better, you must be doing this, you should be doing that, you know, and, yeah. and this, this kind of, um, yeah, this kind of narrative, this inner monologue that we kind of are beaten up by oftentimes yeah. um, as humans, right? So, so there, there's, I think there's a process of sort of like releasing or like just kind of letting go of that and not, and ceasing to identify with that, mm-hmm. um, with that voice, I guess you could say, realizing that that voice is not who we are deep down inside. And I think mm-hmm. once we sort of let go of that and we're, we sort of allow that voice to kind of, you know, it could still be there in the background, but, but, you know, we're not giving it too much credence that we're not, we're yeah. not letting it sort it's of, a, it's kind of about a balance, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it's maybe, yeah. Once, once we, once we kind of step back from that a little bit, mm-hmm. then I think other other voices can emerge in our consciousness to yeah. put it very, you know, esoterically, right? Like, and we've talked about this actually in our conversation at, at uh, Marlowe's, we talked mm-hmm. a little bit about this idea of like the top down sort of like, like when we're talking about things related to faith where it's just like, you know, this is true, right? Like, right. like, you know, and kind of like having this very kind of authoritarian sense of truth where it's like, if you don't believe this, you, you know, you're, you're going to hell, you're condemned. Right. Yeah. And if you do believe it, great, you know, but it's true, you know, you're going to heaven, right? <laughs> you're going to heaven. And and then and then what happens is that like, the rest of who you are sort of shrivels, right? Right. And you're just sort of this like, slavish sort of, you know, kind of half creature, that's, that's kind of just doing the will of this inner tyrant right and you know or that's could be an outer tyrant that's kind of an inner tyrant too but um but again like is that god you know and and we we even talked about how you know saint paisios when he you know elder paisios from mount athos when he was a a novice he had that experience of like you know wanting to go to sleep and and like he finished his prayers for the evening and then he he's like about to hit the pillow his head's about to hit the pillow and then he hears this voice saying like no like there are more people suffering in this world you have to get up and do more do more and Mm -hmm. and so then he gets up and he does more prayers and then like he's he's like exhausted but he's like about to go to sleep and the same voice comes and like no there are even more people and it just gets to the point where he he even says like his head's about to explode right and it's like he feels like he's gonna go crazy and then he realizes like this can't be from god right this is not from god this is from the evil one and and it's and it's not a uh god god is is it, ox, oxygen right he's yeah yeah and it's interesting because that that kind of thing like tempting you to pray even while right. i'm not sure i'm not sure how, how and to what extent we experience that right um like this next level of like spiritual warfare i guess sure but um it's even mentioned in the life of of saint anthony you know, which is right. a very ancient. I mean, he was, yeah, you know, fourth century, fourth century, so three hundreds, and third, third, fourth. yeah, yeah. And I remember reading that in there, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, I don't even know. Like, I can't. <laughs> this is too much for me." You know, it was like, and it, it discouraged me a little bit. Uh, sure. Because, well, it discouraged me in that context, but it, it definitely fits within our narrative. But it, if it, it discouraged me in that context when it came to that specific book, I was almost like. Well, all right. I'm, you know, uh, I'm clearly not a monk. 
Right. Like it kind of hit me. I'm like, I am not a monastic. I maybe this isn't for me. This 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 is text right here. Um, right. But I mean, like, yeah. I mean, it's definitely like an example of how even on that level, that that sort of like, I can do more. I can be better, and whatever is definitely even present in that. Uh, so I mean, sometimes we wonder like what like like um oh what what's the same um. What's the similarity between us and the, and monastics and ascetics? Well, it's yeah. actually it's actually pretty much the same human experience, isn't it? Sure, like, sure. You know, just different, slightly different uh, context. I don't know, context and and uh, yeah. Yep. No, absolutely, so. absolutely. Yeah. So so you know so there's that sense of kind of of the realization you could say that that we are not that 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 tyrannical voice is not God and it's not our true selves. Right. Right, which you know we could kind of connect God with our true selves in the sense that we're created in God's image, right? And so our true mm-hmm. self is going to have that that same peace and that same joy and that same sense of life and oxygen, right? About mm-hmm. whatever it is that we're doing. And so anything that 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 is not that, right? Even if it purports to be that, like pray more, pray more, pray more, is is suspect because it's instead of giving us life and giving us joy and giving us oxygen it's stealing it right right Right. yeah and i mean anything that that comes to us that that gives us um you know that disturbs us if you may right that you know that's not from god right you know so right so 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 that's where i think again like discerning between this kind of human perfectionism that can that can even take on a religious or kind of like pseudo spiritual sort of form Right. And actually, and then, and then like what it means to actually commune with God who's perfect. Yeah. You know, it's a good question because I mean, like I, I have those thoughts often, you know, I could, I should be doing more, I should be doing more. Right. And I'm, and I'm thinking now, you know, okay. It, there's obviously like a balance with that, right? Like, sure. I could be doing more, but I guess the, I guess it's more about like, how will I go about doing more? And mm-hmm. doing it better, and or not not doing better, but doing it right, doing more right, the mm-hmm. right way, rather than the than the taking it and shoving it, you know, <clears throat> right. Rather than forcing it, rather than, you know, because if you force it, it you're gonna burn out, you know, you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna definitely not gonna enjoy it. Sure. And I and I think that that happens a lot, and and also it happens a lot with like not mean to pick on them, but like with converts, especially brand new converts, when it sure. comes to like fasting, and and they're like, I'm going to I'm going to fast the full capacity of Lent, not right. maybe not the full, because like then you're like eating bread and wa- uh, bread and water, but like, right. But like you know, you know the 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 guy the basic guidelines like you know on this day know this on this day know that and there's nothing right. wrong with that. But work your way up to it. One day do it. You know don't. But yeah, and and you and you hear them that they do that, and it, it becomes less about like the spiritual struggle at some point, and it becomes more about like achieving some sort of abstract goal. Like I I did it. I finished the race, but not spiritually. I just sort of finished it right i get it right i don't know yeah um, doing your chores and and you finish doing them hey i did them place is spotless you know right uh... well i think it has to don't you think it has something to do with sort of 
feeling our our our, our sense of worth as humans, like our, our value, and 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 that these kinds of actions can give us at least a oh. a temporary sense that I'm I'm valuable right. because because I've accomplished this action and this this sort of act. yeah. It's definitely, yeah, but then that doesn't that, I mean, correct me, but like, doesn't that then fall into like e ego, like the ego, like it's about me? Right. Like, sure. beyond, obviously, it's, there's a level of it being about you, right? Salvation is about us. But then it's like an extreme, a, 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 a distorted version of about you. It's no yeah. longer done with love, perhaps you could say, or, 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 I don't know the right the right lenses maybe I don't know how to yeah 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 no that's interesting yeah the 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 ego kind of looking at at it from the perspective of yeah you're trying very to... kind of self self yeah. maybe self preservation or you know kind of like yeah like yeah. a boxer right you're just about you're basically just like a just like trying to like you know like I said before win the race for the sake of winning the race rather than a go sort of a wider more a deeper sort of understanding of things. Like I was on Discord today and this guy was asking about hesychasm. Yeah. And and um you know and I and I and I responded being very new there but I still responded yep. um yep. saying that well you know hesychasm is is generally for monastics and he didn't he didn't quite like that and and you know I don't even know if this person was orthodox yet. You know, there's a lot of like inquirers that um, that sort of no offense to them, but sometimes you get the feeling like, oh, so you're orthodox? Like, no, not yet. It's like, well, then why don't we just take a seat? <laughs> <laughs> right. But th that's fine. Then, like, I'm I'm always happy to hear people sure. who are interested. Obviously, it's not right. Like, but um, but yeah. So so this person, he he. Uh, you know, yeah, he was sort of um, struggling with the notion that, you know, oh, so, you know, taking kind of two extremes again, uh, you know, oh, so uh, just because I'm an monastic, I can't, you know, even do any of it. It's like, no, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that hesychasm means leaving the whole world, leaving mm -hmm. your family, leaving your everything, everybody and everything you love and, and, and sleeping on the ground and, and maybe wandering around and going to caves. <laughs> you know? Right. You know, it's, it's, it's even beyond like, a monastery to some extent i mean sure there are some you know who achieved it within obviously but you know it, the you know it's an extreme sort of thing but an extreme thing done right right done right in the measures of of divine love and and yeah and not in the human co confines con confinement human right human confinement and and uh i think that's really an interesting sort of yeah well, I think I think that's that's what that's exactly. I think you hit the nail on the head with this whole topic of an imperfect right. excellence, right? Because it's right. because you were you were talking about a a sense of balance, right? Which right. which which another way of putting that is we don't want to go to extremes, right? right? And so we're talking about not going to extremes on this kind of level of human extremes, right? Either human ap mm -hmm. complete human apathy or complete human perfectionism, mm -hmm. right? And so when, when you have sort of achieved this sense of the middle path in that, on that human level, it's then that you can discover the right kind of extreme, right? right? right. The right kind of extremism, which is right. kind of what you're talking right. about as far as like that extreme eros, that extreme love for God. Um, 
and that's kind of, I think, where we've come to perhaps in our podcast is this kind of, you know, from a societal and even individual perspective, there's a sense in which we've gone to this extreme as far as like this, this inner pressure, either self-imposed or imposed from the outside right. to, to be perfect, like as yeah. far as like, kind of like having all yeah. of your eyes dotted and all your T's and, crossed. And you know, it's not, I don't think it's brand new either. Like, no. you know, I, I remember, I remember when I was in, in high school, we covered, we talked about an English class, English class. We talked about Benj Benjamin Franklin and how he had this, like, I don't know, was it like a book or a journal where he was literally trying to be perfect? Uh-huh. He literally trying to do everything perfectly. Okay. Exactly kind of what we're talking about, this obsession with doing everything on time and sure. doing it just the right amount. And and I just remember thinking, this does not sound right. Like, sure, <laughs> right. This does not sound... Almost like a, a OCD kind of like... Yeah, OCD. Well, I don't know if he was actually OCD. He might have been, but like, maybe not like, you know, to the point where he couldn't function, I'm sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, so that's an always it's an interesting little throwback to high school right there. Yeah, that is. And the 1700s. <laughs> way uh throw way back yeah um, yeah um, yeah so it's and then you know and people idolize you know to some extent the men like franklin and 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 uh, all those guys so it's like so obviously it's in the consciousness of 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 the nation mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. like, like to take them as examples sure so it's definitely um even an american top it's definitely american in its in its um i mean i'm sure other cultures but like yeah within this context you well, know. to an extent, you can look all the way back to sure, script, scripture as far oh, as yeah. like, scribes and the Pharisees, right? And oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. That's, that was, seems like that was their... Oh, yeah, they were the know. worst, apparently. <laughs> as, as called out by the Son of Man. Right. <laughs> allegedly, as... Uh, yeah, yeah as, allegedly. As, as, as attested to by Jesus Christ himself. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, so it's, it is. It's, it's certainly perennial. I mean, I... Sometimes I, I, I sort of wonder if it isn't especially exacerbated given sort of the industrialized yeah. you know, environment where we're sort of like well, always comparing ourselves to machines and things like that. Yeah, well, I think, I think there, there it's, um, well, now with the precision of things, right. you're right, machines and such, like things are more precise, like time is more precise, quote unquote precise. Like, right. You know, from from like we know exactly it's three thirty-two, right? In the time of Christ, as as uh, as um, you know, as terrible as the Pharisees were, I'm sure they did not had no idea, like exactly what time it was compared to what we know now. Sure, yeah. Count it. Yeah. Right. It's midday. Excellent. Right. Right. <laughs> Great. It's sunset. Got it. Thank yep. you. You know. <laughs> What time is it, Pharisee? It's uh, sunset. Okay, thanks. How how far past sunset? Uh, or it's like it's a very hot hour. Time when it is most hot outside. What time is it? It's really hot. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. So, I'm sure well, that's how they told time back then. I, well, who knows? They had sundials. They had sundials, and yeah. they said it's the ninth hour. The, you know what? You there know, we they, go. They had, they had decent. You know, they had yeah. good. You know, they had time, but like. Now we know down to the millisecond. We know right. down to the, and right. so like, and due to that, and and due to the precision of things, um, and it's cultural too. Yep. Western European. I mean, if you go to Eastern Europe, if you go to Greece, if then you go to the Middle East, I mean, obviously they're a lot more relaxed. They're a lot. Forget more, about it. Forget about it. You know, 
They're very, you know, um, they say, well, I'll be there at four and they're there at five. I mean, what was it back when I was, we went to Crete one time and there was a panigiri or a celebration for a feast day of a village in a, of a village. And, uh, and the, the musician, uh, like the thing started at, what was it? 10, nine, he got there at 12. <laughs> nice. No, it didn't play until like 1230. Nice. Nice. Or 11. I don't remember. Yeah. He was like an hour or two, not on time. And we even asked the waiter. And the waiter was like, "Yeah, he's uh, so and so. Like, he can do what he can come because he was kind of famous. Sure, he can go whenever he wants, right? Like, <laughs> and that's that's part of the sort of uh, I don't know the the attract. I mean, that's part of the attraction in a certain sense. It's like right yeah. because it is cultural, and yeah. and we certainly can't sort of expect one culture's sure, yeah. rhythm to happen in another culture. But that said, and I am a little biased given you know having spent some time in Greece myself." I think there is something very humane, yeah. you know, in this kind of, and, and actually not only humane, but almost divine in, mm-hmm. in uh, this sense of kind of timelessness, right? It's like yeah. time doesn't have that, that yeah, kind like, of ultra sort of measured quality. Like, yeah. Like, like in Cyprus, when, 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 when it's like, let's say somebody said they'll be there at two. Right. And it's two, you know, two o five, two o six, no, two ten. You ask somebody, where are they? They go, ah, it's their time. Enoratus, enoratus. It's their time. They'll be here soon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. This is the time they're going to be here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's like very relative sort of way of thinking, which is very scientific, right? I mean, the theory of relativity and everything. Right. Right. Whereas time isn't really even. Whereas here we're really tempted to say. Where is he? He's late. Right. Five minutes late. It's one right. minute late. By our, our by our agreed upon uh, right expectation. Our, our verbal tra- our verbal like contract <laughs> contract. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and, and it's a and it's a value statement. I mean, if you're late, it oh, it, yeah. it basically means that you don't care about the other person. You care more about yourself. Right. So there are these kind of inherent assumptions that you know again. You have to be oh, sensitive yeah. to and, and there's some virtue in being on time. It's not right, like, right. You know, especially right. if you're it's a, a serious, you know, like you need to be somewhere. Obviously, right. Um, yeah, and 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 I guess that's sort of getting at our 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 topic. Like even in these laid back societies, you still see these examples of people who are not like you sort of have this caricature image of like in a Mediterranean society, everyone's just kind of slouching on these like lawn chairs, like right by the beach front and just sipping right. on, on, you know, margaritas and just having right. a great time. Right. And that's, Definitely you know, I mean, there's no question, there's no doubt that they know how to have a good time, sure. but there's also no question, no doubt that they've gone through very intense, you know, oh, yeah. periods of, of struggle and suffering and that, you know, there are people in these cultures that have that sense of what the Greeks call philotimo, right. That sense mm-hmm. of, kind of being uh, an upstanding honorable honoring friendship or yeah yeah and a friend of yeah yeah friend of honor right lover of honor so Mm -hmm. it's uh you know it's a nuanced point that that there can be a sense of sort of of calmness and you know laid backness and 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 simultaneously an uprightness and kind of um honor and dignity and uh and 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 work 
you know, diligence and, and kind of, yeah. you know, and, and almost and a sense of excellence, right? Excellence in, and loving, loving mm -hmm. excellence, like a, to be a lover of excellence, to be a lover of, of doing the best at what you're doing, at your job that yeah. you can possibly do, you know, craftsmanship right. and artistry and, you know, all these things like, like they're not opposed, right? The, 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 right. you know, the humaneness and the precision in a human sense actually are not opposed it's the precision in a mechanical or mechanistic sense where mm -hmm. we turn ourselves more into yeah. kind of robots you know than yeah. humans that's that's problematic and i uh, feel yeah. i feel like it's, it's almost like a cliche now All, to some extent like you know like it's even like the the moral of a movie i feel like you know like um like calm down chill out right i, I feel like that there's probably been several comedies that have had that as their like uh punchline moral at the end of the movie right like teach the uptight businessman how to relax like you know <laughs> it's yeah it's so, yeah yeah, yeah. So grained in the culture oh Do yeah you, i'd actually where, an andy griffith uh there you go there's a great andy griffith episode about um how this like really highfalutin i don't know if he was a lawyer or just a businessman salesman or whatever is kind of like you know speeding through mayberry and it's a sunday and his car breaks down and uh andy is i think it's i think andy is helping him out and he takes him you know he, he says i need a mechanic and they you know they go to the mechanic's house of course the mechanic the mechanic's off because it's sunday and everybody's relaxing he goes through this whole process of you know trying to get help and nobody is available because everybody is taking the day off on a sunday because that's in mayberry that's that's what they do it's they're kind of you know it's a southern right, right. you know kind of yeah, it's also like what the 60s yeah city, so, so 50s, 60s small town southern kind of thing and right and so far but but it ends you know spoiler alert it ends with the guy kind of becoming a con he's kind of a convert now to this way of life and he doesn't want to leave and uh, <laughs> yeah 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 uh, yeah there you go and that was probably at a time when the world was getting a little more more and more intense sure sure and sure. that show was trying to take people back maybe but frankly, I mean, as, a, as an American, as, as someone who, who grew up in America and then spent time in Greece, like, and then going back to Greece on a continual basis, it's, it's, it's very therapeutic. Hmm. You know, it's, there's, there's something that's very, that's very health, I would consider to be healthy and, and, and therapeutic in that kind of an environment because, you know, I don't know what it is. I mean, it's like, it's like something, something internally sort of, sort of, um, you know, it's like this internal yeah, yeah, fist yeah, yeah. that's clenched. Well, and then, you. and then, you know, you, you sort of spend enough time there and it's like the waves of that kind of rhythm just kind of loosen the, yeah. the, uh, you know, the, the grasp that we hold on life. And then we're, we're able to, and, and what happens when that happens is that, is that not only do you relax, but you actually, your whole self sort of just emerges in a much more normal and beautiful way. And, and your creativity blossoms and you're, you're able to think more clearly and more and more creatively and more out of the boxly. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's, you know, and I, I think, you know, I, I liken it, you know, there's this, there's this whole kind of notion that I think plays out in, a lot of different facets of our life, whether it's in, like on a psychological level or a spiritual level or a communal level, societal level, whatever, which is to say that 
um, you know, we exist on every facet of our being, both individually and communally, as sort of polyphonic mm -hmm. beings. Sure. Right. In the sense that we, even internally, we're sort of this symphony, right? We've got so many different aspects to who we are, body, soul, mm -hmm. mind, spirit, right? Um, and then even within our soul on a spiritual level, we've got the, you know, the different kind of powers of the soul as far as, you know, our, our appetitive power, desiring power, our irascible power, our, you know, this kind of, this, this sense of good anger, and then our intellect and how they all kind of, oh, yeah. you know, play together. Um, polyphony. And, yeah, polyphony, right? And, and, and the, the problem is that when we have sort of one, one voice that tries to drown out all the mm -hmm. other voices, and, and, and the moment you get that one kind of monological, like monologue, right? Or like, kind of like tyrannical voice. Yeah, I was just thinking totalitarian, right? Totalitarian, like, right. You know, that, that one voice, and then everybody sort of like shrinks, all the other voices sort of shrink back and go on the defensive and sort of, you know, are no longer, they're kind of like, they, 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 they're like little turtles going back into their, you yeah. know. I think I was just imagining little turtles just sinking <laughs> into their shell. Right. Uh, yeah, no, that's great. Um, although for some reason, the person that popped into my mind was that the ancient Greeks, like, I forgot who it was. What was the, um, uh, the ancient Greek musician, Pythagoras, I think, oh, who, uh -huh. one, of, one of a few of them, like they believed, yeah. they believed in, in the sort of like mono, mono, monophonic mm -hmm, music mm -hmm. pro, opposed to polyphonic music. Mm -hmm. This is totally out, out of, yeah, yeah, it's funny. That's it doesn't it. really do with it other than, Great. but uh, yeah, so because it, because it broke up the harmony of the universe. Yeah. That's just how they yep. got it. Like the harmony of the universe or of creation and, and how polyphonic polyphony is sort of, um chaotic but at the same time I, I this it like the analogy we're using right here for this specific is perfect like right like we need all these different things to work in harmony in fact actually there you go it, it, the flow of who we are and then when, when there's only one thing like the the part the aspect of um the part of us that that is trying to strive to be you know to do better at stuff when that side is the only part that's heard well then you right. you, you know you, you become stressed etc yeah. You know? yeah yeah, yeah. I, I totally i totally that's a great analogy i like that yeah yeah and i think it, it works on any other level like on a yeah. family system or a societal system when you have that when you have one voice that strives to sort of be the only voice that's heard yeah then all the other voices in order to preserve themselves they sort of shrink back in a certain right. sense and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. versus you know the recognition of this kind of need for polyphony or not need for but the beauty of polyphony yeah i mean um, it, polyphony when it when it's in harmony yeah with all the other voices not when the choir is just everybody just screaming cacophonously well that i mean that in and of itself is an interesting point because i've thought about that you know is it is polyphony is it is it is polyphony necessary or beautiful when it's harmonious when only when it's harmonious and i think the the, the one case to be made for the beauty of polyphony even as cacophony is that on a human level, let's say, like let's say, like a, a societal level, right, where you have all these different sort of voices, is that basically the the philosophy behind like 
polyphony is that you're acknowledging the the inherent sort of um reality and depth of each voice right so yeah yeah i mean that can be taken to an extreme though which i think we kind of we kind of i mean there's always going to going to be a cacophony right uh, there's no way you can't have that. I think that where, where it becomes extreme, and this isn't necessarily our where we're what we're necessarily geared to talk about right now, but like where it becomes is when when the society had when people in it have nothing in common anymore, and then right. there's no sort of harmonious sort of understanding each sure. other. Sure, sure. You know, that's yep. the only way it could become. But yeah, no, I, I people are people. They're not automatons. <laughs> well, that's yeah, and I mean, it's you know, there's a there's a fascinating aspect of this with like novels. Sure. You know, and um, there's a, there's a, um, this uh, literary critic, Russian literary critic named Mikhail Bach, Bach, Bachtan, Bachtin, I don't remember how to pronounce his name, but he talked a lot about Dostoevsky. And, um, and there's this really interesting notion about the novel that like, you know, we think about a novel, it's like a fictional right. story, right? And um, it was either in this book that Bachtan wrote, or it was like the preface to the book, but Basically, the idea was that um, that you know most novels are actually not novels; they're monologues. Mm, yeah. And the, the 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 way that this was described is that most authors don't know how to write a true novel because they what they usually do is they have a, a, an agenda in a certain mm. sense. They sure. they have their sort of voice, their authorial their yeah, authorial yeah. voice, and all of the characters sort of submit to that right. dominant voice i mean it yeah right but he said like people like dostoevsky and some of these great like novelists are are exceptions are kind of exceptional in that regards because they actually they actually know how to sort of how to generate this whole world without imposing their authorial voice right and making the other characters sort of like yeah you know yeah, them. It's right. like it's like if or, I wrote or, a novel yeah. and I'm I'm playing every character. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah and the, and 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 the, the I think where the true litmus test comes out is when it's a character that's like the opposite of what the author believes, right. and they and and somebody who is not a true novelist will make that character into kind of like a caricature. Right. Sure. Sure. Because you know, doesn't know how to put the subtleties of human beings and stuff like that. Right. Right. Yeah. So like re- like respecting the the subjectivity of everybody even if they are radically different than you right right that's where i think polyphony sure. is is beautiful even if it's seemingly cacophonous that right. said that said somehow when when i read dostoevsky sure. and maybe this is me projecting my own bias or whatever i don't know i've never read it so i i need yeah. to yeah but well anyway i mean it's it's worth reading but when i when i read it when i read him you do get the sense that there's a polyphony, but sort of infused in that somehow mm-hmm. is this sort of beautiful vision for harm. I mean, there's, there's a harmony that's sort of like in that without it being like a forced harmony, I guess. I don't know how mm-hmm. to explain it, but yeah. No, I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, yeah. Some people just have it. Yeah. 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 So interesting. Yeah, so I mean, going back to like, so this is a great way of, of it's a great way of talking about basically uh, the, the the forced perfection, um, 
away from 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 without without God's help to perfect to become perfect in him because he's the only perfect thing right um uh i mean I, this comes to mind but it's only mainly because i'm reading the life of saint Siloan by saint sofroni oh nice and uh i mean it's some of it's just mind-blowing um i recommend it to anybody but it but he really tries to and this is a little i guess it's a little off topic but you know it's sort of it's all related um you know sort of sort of the discussion on how the 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 person only sort of discovers um discovers how did i how did he put it well basically you know bringing it back to what we were saying the the whole the whole like you can't become perfect without god Mm -hmm. and any attempt to become perfect without god is is a vain attempt and yeah sorry is it it that sense of what he calls blessed despair where you like right you sort of like give up on your yourself right and your own ability to is that yeah. kind of along the lines of what he was I talking think, about? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a big, I know that's a big theme in, in St. Sophroni. And I think I'm sure he kind of like got it from St. Silouan, but just like, yeah, just kind of like, and I think that's kind of what St. Silouan's whole, the revelation given to St. Silouan about like, keep your mind in hell and despair not is, is sort of all about because it's, if you place yourself in hell while you're on earth, right. Right. You're sort of, I mean, by definition, you're condemning yourself. You're condemning yourself. Wasn't that wasn't that the whole thing with like keep your mind in hell? Wasn't that because he sort of experienced hell? Well, yeah. I mean, he, he has experienced the absence of grace. He, hey, correct me. I don't. He remember. did. No, he did. But it, part of it too was was experiencing this incredible grace and then losing it. Right. Based on his kind of ego, I guess you, you know, right, based, yeah. based on kind of like not knowing how to hold on to it. And so right. this was in response to his desire to experience that initial gift of grace that he had and that he lost, right? And then God finally responded and say, okay, essentially, Siloan, if you want to hold on to the presence of me, yeah, you need to keep your mind in hell. Right. And what was it? there's, uh, yeah essentially remembering what that was like sort of yeah remember remembering what the the feeling of abandonment was like right yeah wasn't that i, kind of what it I was? think that's yeah i think that's that's part of it but i mean i think really yeah. it's it is ultimately it's you know what is what is hell in the christian life i mean sure. hell in the christian life is the is the consequence the ultimate consequence of our sinful lives right right and so for for you know i think for us as christians i think the 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 articulation of that keep your mind in hell is to say that i to 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 basically you know put yourself in the worst possible place like put yourself in in the in the in the most hopeless place mm-hmm. right but don't despair mm-hmm. right yeah which is kind of a, a, it's a, it's intense and it's very kind of paradoxical because it's like you, if anything, I'd want to run away from that hope. Right. Place. Right. And, and what this is saying is actually don't run away from it. Like embrace keep it. yourself. Yeah. Embrace it. Keep yourself in it. In, it. Like 
like stay in the fire, right? Stay like, in, the, in the hellfire, but 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 don't despair. Which is how do you do that? Like, how, is it like is it like an endurance test almost? It's. Uh, no, that's a little bit simplistic. No, it's a good, yeah, it's a good it's question. How do you? Question. How do you? And it's not. And it's not. You know, to quote kind of a, or to paraphrase one of Saint Sophronie's disciples, who's a Romanian monk, Father Rafael Noica. He said, it, it's not a commandment. It's not like thou shalt not despair, right? right. Like, so it's not something that we, again, like we kind of turn into this kind of like authoritarian, like I have to force myself to not despair, right? It has nothing to do with that. It's, it's this kind of, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of something that we experience. And it's like, you know, we, we if, the way he put it is, is it's not an, a commandment, thou shalt not despair. It's more of a, of a, it's actually more of a consolation. It's like, you don't have to despair. Right. You don't, you don't have to despair because, you know, no matter how bad you've messed it up, right. No matter how broken you are, no matter how hopeless the situation may seem Mm -hmm. based on your sinfulness, right. Yeah. There's always hope, right. That God, God is the God of hope against all human hope, right. Like, you know, and he's the only one who can do that. You can't exactly. You can't truly do it on your own. I mean, you know, no matter how much you would try, you're gonna you're gonna end up. I mean, and the book talks about all these concepts. It's just yeah. kind of hard. It's not very. I don't know if the translation's not great. Sure. The, one, the version I read, maybe, but like it, it's very like just kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Sort of. It's an incredible. It's beautiful. It's an, yeah. It's uh like it opens up a whole reality to yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, this is, uh, I think we could probably do another episode just on the perfect, uh, you know, yeah. concept. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and just to, to kind of qualify St. Silwan thing, cause I, I, I think, you know, it's important to mention that, you know, uh, that word that was given to St. Silwan of keep your mind in hell and despair, not like, is a very intense word and and you know we have to keep in mind that a he was living a very oh, yeah. extreme ascetic life b this was you know he was he was experiencing like the first world war and the craziness and saint Sophroni too was experiencing both both world wars you know and the craziness that came with the world wars and the feeling of like being in hell like cosmically speaking yeah. um and and so you know when um father zachariah of essex saint so Sophroni's uh, spiritual son, who's still alive to this day, when he was a younger confessor and, and priest monk and was, you know, hearing people's confessions, at one point he he gave the advice of the word of St. Silouan, like, keep your mind in hell and despair not, to a young, I think it was a nun or or just some some person coming to him for confession. And St. Sophroni found out about it and he actually scolded him. He said, she, she, what, she c- couldn't handle that, like that you shouldn't have given her that mm-hmm. advice, you should have rather encouraged her to um, say, I thank you, O Lord, for all things, right. you know, I'm it's not, it's not for everybody. And I think we, a lot of people get into like, like you put, you put like stuff on Instagram or whatever, like you put all these like saints quotes and stuff. And it's like, they'll put that one. And it's like, everything applies where it applies. Yeah. You know, yeah. not everybody gets the same advice, the same 
sort of method. And, yeah, and not at the same time. Like some and maybe 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 later. Apply now. Maybe it'll apply later, right? right. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe later. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, but unfortunately, I, I see that a lot, and I feel like this what I'm about to say, like this kind of thing I'm about to say, is going to come up often nowadays. But what I see is a lot of extremes happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's always been kind of out there. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm seeing this uh, sort of an internet culture mm-hmm. that, is, while very good, also is, to praise before, cacophony yep. of, of people, the blind leading the blind. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, anyway, it just that's on my mind. We might do a whole episode discussing it sort of... Uh, internet uh yeah yeah um i don't know what to call it the in the craziness it's the of wild the west it's the wild west i've always that's what i always it's yeah. the new wild west yep absolutely yeah absolutely but um yeah it's it's it is it's 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 interesting how that all plays out yeah and, and sort of like people like they'll hear this and then they'll take that and they'll run with it mm-hmm. well i read this well i read that well this saint said it therefore that's the you know dogma now it's like no (laughs) you know no it's not you know like (laughs) anyway yeah but i mean ultimately in the midst of those extremes kind of being able to give up on our own attempt to save ourselves right you know like whether you're trying to save yourself this way or whether you're trying to save yourself that way, you know, like, like that, you know, none of no no way is going to. Right. Right. I mean, cause that's, you know, that's, yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's where that blessed despair comes into play. And it's like, again, it's like very paradoxical and counterintuitive because like, why would I want to, give up on myself. And I mean, you know, to be frank, like, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a scary place to be in because, um, you know, giving up on yourself sounds like, like the first step towards suicide in a certain way. Right. 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 If if we're just going to be completely honest and, you know, and, and, um, and so, you know, I think for many of us, you know, we would want to run as far as we can from that inclination. Sure. Um, but, but when it comes down to it, I mean, you know, if we don't give up on ourselves, spiritually speaking, right. not, not physically, you know, as far as like actually like killing ourselves, our right. physical selves, but if, if, if we can't give up on ourselves, spiritually speaking, then, we're actually not going to be able to progress mm-hmm. in the Christian yeah. life. Like, sure. like you literally cannot be a Christian if you have not given up on yourself. Yeah. Spiritually. Yeah. 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 Because, because it, you, you sort of, it, you keep hanging on to what we're talking about this, this, this image of yourself and, and essentially idol worshiping yourself or this thing that you think you should be. Right. Uh, yeah, you're never going to progress. You're just going to sort of continue the same, the same cycle of whatever, whether it's destruction or internal destruction or, or, you know, 
or the the illusion that you've made progress or the oh, illusion yeah. that you've, sure. you've achieved some sort of you know and and then and then kind of be becoming very quickly disillusioned by some right. event happening in yeah. your life where all of a sudden now you're you know you're back to square one and right. then you're just like well man i've made no progress and it's like right. a broken record and right it's like well yep yeah <laughs> that is that place of of despair is a healthier place as as painful as it is it's a healthier place to be in than some sort of pseudo elation because i'm somehow you know mm-hmm. making spiritual progress yeah, sort of sort of realizing your who you know knowing yourself i think we've talked about that before i think in an earlier one we talked about and uh and uh this is sort of this this i think it was an abba you know a, a monastic a desert father and, and and somebody sort of he started explaining to somebody what it's like to be near god and he sort of used it in human terms mm-hmm. and it's like like he was speaking to this like local you know leader community leader and he was like well what would it be like if uh if you um what is happening i'm I'm lowering my standing desk so i can sit now it is, it's, that's what the okay. noise is i'm sorry so, <laughs> okay so um yeah like, well you know it's community community leader i don't know if he was like i don't know prefect or governor or i don't remember maybe not a governor but like some somebody kind of important and 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 you know he he said i'm kind of paraphrasing and trying to remember exactly how it you know i'm not going to get exact but he he said, you know, what would you the the monk said to him, what would it be like uh if you went to the next city? And he goes, Oh, I'd be, you know, I'd be open um, welcome with open arms, I would be, you know, treated like a king. Okay. What would it be like if you went a little further down the road? Or like, you know, not down the road, but like further a different part of the, the empire. He's like well, I know the guy there, so you know, it, 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 you know, it'll be less, but but it'll still be there. Yeah. Like, what would it be like if you went to Constantinople? It's like I'd be a peasant, a pauper, a nobody. Mm-hmm. And he's and the and the and the Abba said, well, that's pretty much what it's like when you're facing God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're pretty much you realize how little you are, how nobody you are. That's good. Yeah. Uh, that always stuck with me. That that sort of analogy. Yeah, that that is very good. Yeah. That that sense of exile and kind of like. Mm-hmm being unknown how, and kind of and how sort of realizing you're how small you are in the, in the yeah face of such a largeness of course if you think about how huge the universe is the way we keep discovering how big i mean we're literally like an ant Nothing. not Nothing. even an ant we're like uh i don't even know an atom right right yeah yeah so it's i mean it's all about you know the any the only kind of progress we can make is in our own sort of self-realization that we are, you know, like in decreasing, our, you know, kind of like this decreasing sense of who we are and, yeah. um, you know, and and actually not in some sort of like right, I'll- twisted self-esteem, weird, you know, kind of like, yeah, you know, like, which is, which is actually the opposite because right. it's, it's what we've right. talked about in the past where it's like, actually, I, I, my low self-esteem comes from this, I, this right. idea that I should be someone big. Right but I'm not. And so, yeah, so you're really, it's the same. It's, it's, just, the, it's the other side of the coin. Wearing different pants. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's impossible, man. It's the, you know, it's, uh, it's the, the spiritual life is, is impossible. 
Well, it's not impossible. Well, no, it is. It is. It is. Well, it is impossible. It is impossible by our no, standards no, of possibility. Sure. There you go. There it is. Yeah, it's impossible. It it's impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. So, Everybody just give up. I'm so just give, give up on yourself. Give up on yourself. Give up on yourself and and put yourself into God's hands. Yeah. I think that's a perfect way to end. Yeah. Yep. This was a good one. I was. Yeah. I'm 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 excited to keep going. On the next episode we're going to talk with Yes. Justin. Yeah, from Japan. From Japan. A very yeah. interesting person, a very interesting story, and it's going to be a very interesting time because he will be talking to us at 5 a.m. his time and uh and we'll yeah, see how how coherent he'll be at that time. I saw that e I saw the email, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got the memo that uh, it's gonna be interesting. Poor, Ju poor Justin is poor Justin gonna be waking up at an ungodly yep. hour. <laughs> yep. But he's he's American and he lives in Japan, and uh, I guess we'll hear a little bit about what brought him there and how he became Orthodox and yeah. and some interesting things about that. All right, all right, sir. Well, we'll see you all next week. Indeed. And, uh, Until God then, bless. yes, and. Give up. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>